0: I'm Gloria, and
1: I'm Victoria, and welcome to the Chemist Confessions podcast.
0: This is, we have a very well rehearsed introduction, as you can all tell. Yep. Um, So, what is a Chemist Confessions, Victoria?
1: (laughs) What is a Chemist Confessions? (laughs) What are we all about? (laughs) Oh, God. The Chemist Confessions podcast (laughs) is a human conversation about skincare science. Uh, We are
0: very human, as you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, this is where we, the chemists, share our insights in the industry, Mm -hmm. have a few drinks, and just um, chat with everyone about skincare.
1: Yeah, for sure. And today, it's episode 24. Um, It's all about cleansers!
0: Man, this was a tough one.
1: Yeah, so we're not typically very thrilled talking about
0: cleansers because...
1: I would just say like the science is not as clear-cut as Mm -hmm. other topics
0: yeah it's actually i really feel like cleansers really embodies an entire uh the broader skincare science field it's a weird cross between science and art and Mm. a lot of times it's hard for us to talk about it because the answer is well it kind of (laughs) depends
1: yeah and also it's whatever your skin's happy with so not really great answers and solutions but we Um, Gloria did such a great poll on the cleansers, just asking the community about your cleanser questions. So many great questions, so definitely worthy of a podcast, and we actually had a YouTube comment, I forget who, who has consistently been asking us about (laughs) pH and the skin, so this episode (laughs) is is definitely (laughs) dedicated to you. Yeah. But yeah, but first, Gloria, what are you drinking? Um,
0: Today, I'm keeping it. classy Classy. (laughs) the Budweiser hard iced tea by the way guys this thing does not taste like it has any alcohol (laughs) it really just tastes like iced tea so really great Uh, intro to
1: also I would say white claw does it
0: even better
1: for like if you want more of an iced tea flavor I wouldn't say we've become
0: uh, seltzer connoisseurs, but yeah. yeah. I think it's just really good. We are recording this in the middle of the week, so can't go with a uh, tequila on the rocks yet. <laughs> Not yet, but yeah. soon. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: And what are you drinking?
1: Uh, today I am drinking the starfruit orange IPA from the Kona Brewery, uh, embodying summer. I guess that's the goal. Yes. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Yeah. yeah. All right. Before we dive into the meat, it's time for a little brand update. Woohoo!
1: So first things first, we had a virtual party for the book. If you can't tell, we've got like party Party hats. hats. Yeah, hanging around. Um, So long story short, um, it's gotten some really nice feedback. And um, we actually never had a launch party, so it was our belated launch party. Um, But I think it just summed it up really well. We got to kind of talk about... How the book came together uh some of our favorite and i guess more so so not so so favorite moments because (laughs) writing a book was actually a lot harder than we thought it would um yeah Yeah. gloria
0: yeah i always thought that high school me (laughs) senior year when i handed in my last paper I was like I'm always a mediocre writer that's the last time I'm ever gonna have to write a paper yeah. done suckers yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this book was really tough for both of us um it really cause it, it's really because while we're writing for Instagram our style has evolved a lot and we really responded to some of the questions that the communities mm. asked us and we realized people follow us are really advanced already yeah so when we're writing the book we have to keep in mind like who is it for? We want the beginner to not be turned off by skin science. So we really um, want to make it easy, understandable, but still scientifically very robust. So yeah. that's, that, that was really hard. And the cleanser chapter was
1: very tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was actually one of the last chapters we actually really wanted to write. We could do like the actives. Uh, I think... Even sunscreens by that time had been like pretty well developed despite being very dense, but cleansers was that lukewarm
0: chapter that we just
1: didn't really know what would be the takeaway here.
0: So funny story, um, for those of you, uh, we get this question a lot, um, both Victoria and I write, and usually how we do it is one person will do that initial like meet, like flesh out most of it, and then we kind of switch off back and forth. Um, I think I I can probably remember who took the lead on uh, what chapter in the book,
1: it was, like, it was all a blur. Yep, yep. Totally <laughs> agree. Uh, but yeah, so it was really fun. Uh, we read passages. Never
0: thought I'd do that in my life. Victoria gave a false advertisement saying Gloria will do her best Morgan Freeman impression.
1: Gloria did not agree, <laughs> I but I said know. that sh- I just put it out there. Gloria did not consent. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, yeah. Yeah, so um other than that uh we wanted to continue the tradition the one episode tradition of it is sharing, a new tradition yeah sharing some nice words mm-hmm. um about our product so Gloria, i want to take the first one so um <laughs> we
0: have a review <laughs> for AquaFix, and this is the review in its entirety mm-hmm. the title is best And the comment says, it's worth, with a lot of exclamation marks. (laughs) And something about it was so simple to the point, and the exclamation mark, I I really felt it here. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Made (laughs) our day, actually. (laughs)
1: Um, And then we got another um, nice uh, review about Mr. Reliable. The title is, must buy. Um, and so it writes uh, a wonderful daytime moisturizer I'm always looking for something that isn't too heavy absorbs well and doesn't pill while still moisturizing and this fits the bill perfectly love 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 that's three times (laughs) cc is excellent with its ingredients
0: thank you so much we try really hard (laughs) and something we didn't pull the exact quote but something i want to bring up to you we got a really sweet email about our book it's from actually from uh, a person that teaches in esthetician school saying that it's a super helpful guide and she recommends it to all her students and it just really really made our day hearing that from an industry professional and yeah. recommending to beginners so it, i feel like it really just embodies our mission of making skin science approachable and still fun for both beginners and experts high
1: five gora Woo! <laughs> <laughs> all right cool um next thing Mr. Reliable update. All right, I'll see you later, Victoria. I'll be over <laughs> there. It, oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can I get a comment? So, uh, uh, Mr. Reliable is facing uh, a lot of delays. Mr. Reliable does not want to evolve. <laughs> yes. So, it's like that Pokemon egg that has question, question, question mark mm-hmm. in the how many miles it takes to hatch. Mm-hmm. Um, We're so close. Honestly, it's in its final stages, but... Um, We really, really want it to be perfect, especially because the original Mr. Reliable is so popular and it really has a special place in our heart, too. Um, Let's just say there's also a lot of identity identity crises about who 2.0 is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing we never doubted was the active ingredients we wanted to include in this formula, but um, because we want to upgrade and enhance, keep the, uh, the core of the important actors from the first gen, Enhance the second gen. When you have a lot of active ingredients, um, there are surprises in the home stretch. Yeah. So, so we're just trying to make everything perfect.
1: Yeah, and I, I think we've been, like, toying with ideas of what to do because, like, um, the texture was is probably the most challenging part just because it's a little whimsy. Yeah. And um, it's really amazing how Mr. Reliable has evolved in the past three years. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first designed it, we thought... Oh, this is going to be that go-to, like, first um, entrance product for someone who's like, okay, I don't know how to moisturize, like, where do I start? Cover Um, your bases. Yeah, and suddenly it's like, um, for some, it's really become a staple. And obviously we want to cater to some of Mr. Reliable's loyal fans. Um, We've even talked about, like, do we follow kind of like a biologic research they do like the different years yeah but like you know ultimately we want to give this reliable that upgrade it deserves so
0: Yep, so stay tuned. But in the meantime, we do have other launches that we've been working on.
1: Ah. <laughs> ah. Ah. Uh, Surprise! <laughs> so while you wait, we've got some news on a different update and pro- for a product launch.
0: Yeah, so this one has been development for a long time too. Um, we are coming Cheers. out yeah years. uh we are working on a retinal product uh and we'll have more details about what it's for what kind of retinal, with the support supporting cast soon and what's really exciting is um uh, we are doing two cl- we did uh well we are going to do two clinicals on this product we've already completed one the second one will be kicking off soon so we can't wait
1: can't wait honestly yeah. um we've been looking to expand out our actives for a long time but obviously um r d and then season two launch retinol doesn't always align and mm-hmm. i think that's why it's taken us so long um and then also just getting the funds to do proper testing
0: yeah for sure i mean we always preach and really praise brands that do good clinical mm-hmm. and this is something that's been in the works for a long time yeah. like we would love to like even our legacy formulas we're currently putting together clinicals and whatnot, so we can really showcase um, what we know to be true, that yeah. by using these great active ingredients and nice formulas at the right level, you create something really meaningfully helpful.
1: Yep, for sure. So, ah,
0: curveball. So, curveball,
1: surprise <laughs> While you wait, we got something else coming up. So hang out um, and just keep, yeah, just stay tuned. We'll have more info coming soon.
0: Um, but now it's time. For the news. the news, all right, so first bit is a piece of business news. Yeah. Paula's Choice has been acquired
1: Mazata. Ooh,
0: by Unilever. By Unilever yeah. for uh-huh, like a billion dollars, something like that. I didn't actually, know if they
1: closed on the valuation yet, actually. Yeah. So
0: yeah. it's been announced, but the deal isn't supposed to be finalized until mm-hmm. the end of year. Uh, Paula's Choice has been around for so long, so yeah. congratulations on the next milestone. Woohoo.
1: And also, I think it's interesting to see what, the direction that Unilever is taking. Mm-hmm. You know, they now have Tatcha. They actually also have Murad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Polish Choice apparently is going to be under their prestige category. Um, but it's interesting because I wouldn't really consider Paul Choice as prestige. I would think it more as Mastige. Mastige, yeah. Um, and for those of you who... Aren't in the industry and don't mm-hmm. understand what that means it's just like mass market um, price point versus prestige looks yeah
0: yeah I think that's where we try to position our products too mm-hmm. gives us a little bit more wiggle room and formula pricing yeah. to use the actives we want to at the right level yeah but um uh still accessible enough for most people
1: yeah Um. Also, just this is more of a device discovery for me. Um, I saw that Foreo actually just came out with a microcurrent product. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gore and I have always debated where Foreo might be going after the silicone brush and the awkward eye massager that goes (laughs) like this.
0: Oh my! If you guys have not seen this thing, you have to use it. It looks very foul. It's it's literally tube. It's like a loop. And the lube goes horrible. It also, like,
1: <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that's pretty cool. I think microcurrents is pretty trendy right now. Um, there's been a lot, there's probably been a pretty big cult falling for New Face. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been, this has been on my plate to kind of dissect and write about in a blog post. So it is on the list and you know stay tuned. Um we really want to look into it. Um just because it's not really all that well understood, even more so than lasers. And yeah. I think it's definitely well worth um doing a deep dive. Deep, deep dive. dive. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um all right, next. Recently Jane Fonda got uh there was an interview and I really like some of the words she was saying about mm-hmm. aging. Um so she's 83 right now which by the way, I think she looks amazing for 83. Um, And I just kind of wanted to share some of the words she said. So she says um, she's tried plenty of skincare uh, enough to know what works best. And for her, it comes down to two very crucial steps, hydration and sun protection. Um, It's just about keeping my skin from being dry she also says, as I've gotten older, my skin and hair have become even drier. So keeping moisturized and protected with sunscreen is pretty important. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. I feel like we I've always I appreciate that more like minimalistic take. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know if you guys have followed her history, but she's definitely well known for plastic surgery and, you know, in office procedures. Um, and she says that, you know, she's recently kind of stayed, taken a step back from that and just tried to fall like go back to more to the basics so i don't know i i kind of thought that was a interesting turn of events and i actually really appreciated that because then i read like about victoria beckham's routine and i realized all of that is like um there's very few products that are even under a hundred dollars i believe there was only one so i was like oh i like i like that jane fonda
0: yeah and i also appreciate how candid she is about all the surgery and work she's done Mm. um at the end of the day, I feel like when I was younger, I never thought that that's something I would consider. I f- I, and I also feel like the climate is a little different. Mm-hmm. I feel like in middle school, high school at that time, there's still a little bit of like, oh, she's had work done, like mm-hmm. that kind of era. And now people are a lot more open about it. Mm-hmm. And the reality is we all want to look our best. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and but as you as you grow, um, as you age, that priority might change, mm-hmm. um, and just important to take care of yourself. Like yeah, and like before I think the hundred dollar bottles, the pamper me stuff can be nice, can feel good, but at the end of the day, like if you have a solid foundation, have the right mindset, I think that really is the most important thing.
1: Yeah, and also like nowadays, I. I was thinking that, you know, marketing is kind of trying to take a healthier turn where they're showing skin with more imperfections and body types with more imperfections. And yet in social media, it feels like it's gotten worse with all of these filters, um, face tear and things like that. And I kind of can understand the pressure behind like trying to look your best at all times um so yeah I just think it's kind of nice to hear from a celeb mm. so thanks Jane Fonda <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so that's really it for the news um we are actually wanting to quickly get into the meat
0: yeah today's meat is chunky so uh, yeah we're gonna start by going through some skin science basics around cleansers mm. um, and then we're gonna dive right into your questions because honestly oh um, I gotta be honest guys so we have a calendar <laughs> Of our blog articles that we want to write, it is very rare that we stick to the calendar. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we were doing a decent we job, were, okay? <laughs> we were for a while, and it is to no fault, Victoria. So we started assigning <laughs> topics to, to either one of us, and I assigned cleanser to myself, and I've been sitting on this one, nursing it tenderly, writing about zero words for like three weeks before my i am turning to the community (laughs) to be fair i
1: think i tried to take a stab at it and basically just left it in the dust (laughs) to gloria so that's just really not on her it happens it's just kind of our creative process which is incredibly whimsy
0: (laughs) yep uh so first things first yeah uh, we're gonna talk about why we cleanse ah why do you wash a dirty dirty face
1: Face is nasty. It's dead. It's dead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it just, I don't think it's, um, really think about it as more like beauty, mm-hmm. as more as grooming. Like, you want to wash your hair, you need to clean your body, you clean your body, skin, same thing for your face. So,
0: think of it more that way. Yeah, and really you're just, um, if you don't have really good hygiene, it invites a lot of issues. Same for skincare, mm-hmm. and... Um, just, there's actually many studies that show that the pollutants in the air and Mm -hmm. stuff that you just get on your skin over time, they do help generate free radicals that cause premature aging. So we really even think of, think of this as a very basic age prevention stat.
1: Yeah. So you didn't
0: know that. (laughs) We should, we should post a study here about how dirty skin really causes aging.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. And I think the other thing that when you think of uh, cleanser science, um, immediately you want to ask, um, but I heard about like low pH cleansers.
0: How important is that? So we're going to have the great pH debate here.
1: Oh, uh, you've. Get what you asked for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you will see um, when you first dabble in um, skin science, of course, like everyone probably turns to the Internet, goes on Instagram, goes on Reddit. You'll see a lot of skin science enthusiasts talk about pH and yep. debate about pH. Yep. And if you follow us for some time, you'll also notice that we don't engage in a lot of the pH yep. debate. Um, so here's the thing your skin is at a uh, slightly acidic it's a, between five to six probably sometimes most people is between 4.5 and 5.5 and um there's a lot of studies done on how compromised skin barrier or people with eczema might show um elevated ph and there's mm-hmm. a lot of theories it's all like a it's like a web it's like a murder mystery board with all the different points it's like ah oh, microbiome uh oh, compromised skin ah oh, ph mm-hmm. it's it's part of the puzzle and people kind of I do feel like people overstate the importance of the of ph
1: yeah and i think also what doesn't help is that um you probably have heard about the acid mantle so this acid mantle is not a physical barrier it's simply the fact that your the top layer of your skin is mildly acidic so Mm -hmm. um people think that oh like because i've been washing with a soap-based cleanser i must be ruining the acid mantle thereby ruining my skin and possibly damaging it um but you don't give your skin enough credit because your skin actually has if it's healthy has the ability to adjust that ph after your wash so when people start bashing people about using soap-based cleansers this is where we get a little like heebie-jeebie to comment and even just critic like be critical about it um just because like. If your skin is healthy, um, using a and you find yourself that you've been using a soap-based cleanser all your life and your skin is happy with it, there's there's really no reason to actually change. Like there hasn't been proof that that is actually truly damaging to completely healthy skin.
0: Yeah, and again like we said pH is really just one piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. If you have sensitive skin, if your skin is very dry and if you have skin conditions, that's where you will consider a low pH exactly. cleanser. But other than the pH, you have to consider the surfactant system. Yeah. Uh, quick science on surfactants: surfactants are ingredients that have um, one side that's attracted to water, one side that's attracted to um, to oils. Mm-hmm. So it can wrap itself around the often like oil-soluble mm-hmm. dirt and grime, uh, interact and with water, and then just poof, eject itself on your face. And that's mm-hmm. how that's the most basic aspect of skincare uh, cleanser science. Yep. The hydrophobic <laughs> head wow, I am really struggling today. Ignore all that. Um, (laughs) But because it can interact with different types of substances, sometimes it interacts with your skin as well.
1: Yeah, so that's the tough thing about surfactants and why why cleanser can be a little bit of an art because some surfactants are very, very good at Mm -hmm. attracting oily-based things, including your skin lipids. So when that happens, you know, that's when irritation can come in. um, And this is why a cleanser usually requires a blend of surfactants at the right concentration to make sure that it's mild enough Mm -hmm. yet cleansing enough um and that's why it's very hard for us to decode
0: yeah and also that that what is the right balance can be a little subjective depending on your skin type and skin condition um so yeah
1: i also wanted to add like you know regarding just kind of going back to ph you know um on one side i i feel like i did say you know on one side high ph cleansers like soap base which probably are going to be around 8 and 9 mm-hmm. ph of 8 and 9 um you know not necessarily too worried but there's definitely a case for trying to look for a more skin friendly ph you know um just as gloria mentioned skin is naturally found at um anywhere between 4 and 5 also, when you have skin conditions like eczema and psoriasis, and even in the skin microbiome, they found that the pH environment is helpful. Uh, where we feel like we got to like dial it back a little bit is when people start truly calculating pH. Like, I need to get the lowest pH possible to mm-hmm. really help my skin. That's actually not the right way to go about it. Um, Uh, actually if you get very low it can cause irritation as well so it's really about that medium that happy medium um so when you think of acid don't think like you have to go super acidic like aha territory or anything like that
0: yep um so of course we get a lot of questions about how to shop for a a cleanser yeah based on all these kind of lofty uh suggestions yeah um so while i was doing research for this podcast episode i came across this kind of funny article i was looking for inspiration what people are, uh, people are asking mm-hmm. on the interrupts so um i found this article that's like five questions or ten questions you should ask your cleanser and i just find <laughs> it so funny i just picture someone holding right, a cleanser <laughs> will you try out my skin Will you? (laughs) Will you exfoliate my skin? Will you? Are you safe for my skin? You said you were safe. (laughs) Are you mostly just filler? You lie, you full of shit.
1: You you have water as the first ingredient. You You lie, you just dilute it. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
0: (laughs) Anyway even though i find the writing to be very humorous (laughs) they do raise a lot of good points (laughs) so um instead of i guess like instead of really jumping into the uh answering all these questions i addressed it we'll actually jump right into your questions because you guys are actually really in tune with asking the right question Mm -hmm. and you you guys did ask all these questions to your (laughs) concert just not just not directly (laughs) so um i'll get started on questions Uh, So first question is Disha Siobhan, sorry if I'm butchering your name. How do you know if your cleanser is removing sunscreen dirt properly? Mm. In fact, we got a lot of questions asking around like, okay, you guys always say strike the balance between non-stripping but cleansing thoroughly. But what does that mean and how do I know that it's cleansing thoroughly enough? Yeah, so that's um, a great question question. because there's actually no true
1: metric. And Mm -hmm. that's probably why... For acne uh, skin types, you probably thought that the squeaky clean feel was the cue that your face is completely clean. Yeah. Um, But actually, you know, that squeaky clean feel also can mean that you've stripped all your skin of oil. So um, it's, there's truly no good metric of that. Um, One good way, I think, to test it is actually via a cotton pad. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're truly curious that maybe you're not getting off all your sunscreen or makeup, uh, just give your uh face a quick swipe and just see like the residue you know i think especially for makeup this is why we always champion like if you're using like long wear eyeliner uh long wear mascara like definitely use those makeup removers um to really help
0: yeah and fun fact as as chemists they're um when, when brands test cleansers, there isn't one set to find way either. You have to get pretty creative. Yeah, and there's – I kid you now, there was one time in a lab, I watched one of our colleagues paint a potato <laughs> <laughs> with makeup yeah. to wash the potato. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's actually a lot of interesting – work around even developing Mm. the right protocol to analyze your skin uh how well it cleanses
1: right and also because you know when you want to take this imaging sometimes the even the surface that you're trying to scrub you have to use like um they have like synthetic skin but it doesn't
0: absorb as well exactly
1: it doesn't truly mimic the cleansing experience and so that's why like there really is no standard protocol that can really map out like how well a cleanser performs, or if it's cleansing too much.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think a test that that I used to do and I find helpful as a uh, while we're developing sleigh was I will draw a face on my hand. <laughs> I will use a foundation that doesn't match my hand shade at all, whether it's really dark or really white, and then I'll use like the eyeliner, mascara, I use yeah. lipstick, just to like kind of mimic what a daily face will look like yeah. and wash it off. Um and and yeah and see just how well it cleanses that way it's by no means super controlled but it does give us a a good indication of like base level cleansing is.
1: yeah and I remember when we did those uh, makeup removability studies Mm -hmm. Um, it's such a great way because um, you get an idea of cleansing power Mm -hmm. then after that you can just you know simply test on face and see is my skin feeling dry stripping maybe a little angry like that would be your cue of okay powerful enough but need to dial back on you know irritation so you need to find that sweet spot and that's really the goal
0: yeah and uh a note on sunscreen we actually did do a post on washing your face off with sunscreen with just a basic cleanser <laughs> what was the protocol victoria yeah
1: so uh, the protocol was uh i remember we had to do this really quickly because we only could get the Vizio for just a
0: set amount of like half an hour we asked to borrow the machine yeah. and the lab
1: Okay, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't thrilled. So uh, we applied uh, sunscreen on face full amount. Um, and then after that, we allowed it to uh, absorb. Mm-hmm. I remember for maybe like two minutes. Yeah. And then after that, we would use, um, we tried out Cetaphil. Mm-hmm. We also tried out our Blink slate. Um, and then we washed for a minute. hmm and after that, we got images. And I would say the funniest reaction uh, from sharing those pics is we've actually shared that post twice. Mm-hmm. And the first time uh, we got it, people, that minute time point was actually because we had pulled the community. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, like roughly about a minute was the average result. Um, this time we sa- we shared that, oh, we washed our face for a minute. People were like, a minute? That's <laughs> too long. Like, no one actually does that. I was like, hello is this the same person (laughs) so it's just funny like if anything it says that now as the years go by we got less and less time to actually i don't got time to wash that
0: in a minute (laughs) yeah Yeah, so that's the protocol incidentally i think it's someone else's question how long should you ask face for again no standard answer we tested for a minute a minute works great uh, I am not convinced that thirty seconds means it's half as effective, but mm-hmm. it does kind of depend on your your um your habits.
1: Also, how diligent you are, right? Yeah. If you're just like really quick, like boop boop boop, wash off, or if you- <laughs> or if you're like really getting in the creases,
0: you know. You know what's funny? It's like obviously between me and my fiance, <laughs> I have much better. She used the f word, guys. Nice. <laughs> uh, I have the better skincare routine, obviously. And I've given up on converting him because he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. But he had, he grew up with a, with a lot of acne issues yeah. and he is a much better face washer than me. Ah. You just see him like get in there, get in there, get in there. And he definitely does at least a full minute of lathering and really getting in there. And me, I'm like, uh, whatever. As
1: a person from acne, I totally agree. I think yeah. like, Acne skin types are the ones that are actually very picky about cleanser or Mm -hmm. not even picky, just very knowledgeable about their experiences (laughs) with cleansing. So I feel you. I feel you, Chris. All
0: right. (laughs) Next question. Mm, This is a great question and we can probably rant about this one. So, wit me wid. I like that
1: handle, wit me wid.
0: Yeah. Mm (laughs) Is it right uh, that when you're choosing the right type of cleanser, we only need to search for the suitable surfactant of our skin Mm. and all the other ingredients are only additives? And then a follow-up question from someone else is, or actually I think it's from the same person, what are the gentlest surfactants Mm -hmm. out there and what are the harshest?
1: yeah
0: uh great question so i will do the surfactant question first um so as we (laughs) this is a more straightforward answer um so when we're talking about surfactant harshness uh, as we mentioned before it's kind of judged on how likely it is to interact with your skin lipid and skin protein um if it binds to your skin protein or and and or lipid very easily then it's considered more harsh um the of uh, soap is considered relatively harsh all around um, in terms of just a straight surfactant, a classic harsher surfactant is SLS. Um, the gentler alternative to that is SLEs. So that's listed as sodium lauryl sulfate. That's the, um, that's the that's SLS. SLS. <laughs> and then there's a cl- uh, S- uh, SLEs is sodium laureth sulfate, because there's an E, right? You see? are a very good abbreviation. But again, um, how harsh these surfactants really are depends on the final formula, right? Because yep. it's concentration, support, ingredients, those all play into it. Um, and going down the totem pole, you have cocoa betaine. And, uh, also,
1: full name is cocoa amidopropyl betaine.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then what's considered even gentler than that and less likely to interact re- with your skin um, is um, the isothionate. Mm-hmm, the uh,
1: abbreviation is typically SEI.
0: Yeah, sodium isothionate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a gen. These are just some of the most popular cleansers you'll see out there. Um, cleanser surfactants, but you won't see every single surfactant available listed and ranked quite like that. Um, again, that's part of why we very we don't decode cleansers a lot it's just really hard to talk about
1: yeah so when you talk about choosing the right type of cleanser and if you should be searching for a suitable surfactant that's actually probably one point of entry um, Mm. because in order to get the right balance of again gentle and effectiveness um, they're going to use a blend and so if you can kind of check out the ingredient list and you see like what would be the top uh, maybe three surfactants you can get a general sense of what um, the clen- like what's surfactant is being pushed forward and is really like of the higher amount um, mm. so when you do that you have a good idea of okay let's say um, for example cocoa betaine I do great with um, I see it's blended with cocoa betaine but I also happen to find that there's SLS in the middle of the ingredient list mm-hmm. should I be freaking out Actually, you shouldn't. You know, um, first of all, uh, we can't really speak on what is the true percentage of SLS. Mm-hmm. Um, no need to freak out that oh, because it has SLS, it's damaging my skin. Just remember, with every ingredient, it matter. Concentration is what's really um, going to cause that irritation, not the ingredient itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why, like, if you can get a sense of how your skin is reacting to maybe those top three surfactants, you'll have a be- better idea of when you are shopping, like, what you can kind of lean towards and go from there.
0: And a good way to tell, you guys can refer to our how to combine actives like a Pro Part yeah. 2 article. Um, When you evaluate your cleanser, um, just pay attention to your skin you will probably know after a few days to a week of consistently using the same new cleanser yeah um but without changing any other aspect of your routine if a cleanser is not doing too well for you you will feel that it's your skin is probably a little drier than normal <clears throat> so then that surfactant system or that that product is probably not great for you yeah
1: and i kind of hmm. wanted to follow up with um there's a lot of people that Think SLS, uh, sodium sodium laurel sulfate, is mm-hmm. just the devil. Yeah. Um, I want to explain why it got its bad rep. It's because SLS at a very high concentration is used as an irritation is as, as an irritation positive control to induce irritation. Yes. And because people heard that, they freaked out, thinking that this ingredient is so irritating of everyone's um, skin issues. But What you don't realize is that SLS makes formulas cheaper Mm -hmm. and at the right concentration can be an incredibly helpful surfactant, Um, but at the right concentration, that's why we leave it to the chemist to make sure they fine tune um, what that surfactant system is. So just a little fun fact about why SLS um, got its bad rep.
0: Yep, so uh, in terms of additives, yes, a lot of the other ingredients are fillers, but first let's break down why some of these additives are there um first of all uh, first things first water yes it's diluting your product but it's diluting it for a good reason mm-hmm. you really don't want like a 40 percent sls product mm. uh, it's just way too high um so it's there to dilute but that's not a bad thing um and then secondly you need your preservatives um Cleansers are highly water-based products and um, if they do go bad. They're very difficult to preserve, especially the higher pH ones. Yeah. Um, I have had many batches of cleansers that start growing an ecosystem on me before.
1: Yeah, and the other thing too is you're overall um, kind of experience of cleansing so they have foam boosters they have viscosity builders everything to kind of make sure that when it comes out how it lathers how it washes off all of these things um, work
0: with the packaging
1: right ingredients yeah. um, they're very necessary to create an overall awesome cleansing experience so I would say. They matter. Yeah, they are
0: important. And yeah, and someone else asked, I'm a little jumping out of order there, but someone else asked, do hydrating, speaking of additives, do hydrating ingredients such as glycerin actually matter in cleanser? So yes, uh, a lot Mm -hmm. of these additives especially hydrating ones, have um, been proven to uh, to make a difference. Yeah,
1: and um, minimize that irritation potential and make sure you're not feeling super stripping.
0: Yeah. yeah, so how they test for it is they'll have a cleanser with it, a cleanser without it, mm-hmm. and then they'll measure uh, either via corneometer or they'll measure your transepidermal water loss after cleansing. How and water is
1: evaporating out of your skin.
0: Yeah, and, that, and those ingredients absolutely do make a difference, mm-hmm. so yeah.
1: Ooh, give them a was, chance, even if they have chance. water in it. I promise you it's there for a reason, guys. Guys,
0: I took down like 20 questions, and that was two cool questions, so <laughs> I'm going to try to like... uh let's do, it, let's do it, All right, <clears throat> let's do it. I picked this question because it's a good question, and also because I love her Instagram handle. Uh, Punk Rock Betty Crocker asks, <laughs> cleansing device such as pore pads, sponges for mm. radio versus just using your hands. Go, Victoria. I love it. Yeah, yes. I think it's great. Um,
1: not only does it help give you a little bit of mechanical exfoliation, um, that actually does help better your cleansing experience. And it is a method for people who feel like, oh, my cleanse, my- this is the only cleanser that doesn't cause irritation, but I feel like it doesn't cleanse as well as one that mm-hmm. I like. Think about that as adding that in to kind of better your experience.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Clarisonic is probably the granddaddy of um, doing device studies with cleansers. RIP. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, <too real. laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but uh, but they actually have. I so, still have the brush. I, oh, you but do? Yeah. It's yeah. Like in storage. Yeah, I don't know where mine is. But <laughs> they they actually have done a lot of neat studies that yeah. show that with the sonic brush that um you are cleansing a lot better. I will be honest. I don't know where mine is, and I lost the charger first, and it's really just collecting dust. Um, but generally speaking. If you're just using your hand versus one powered by battery, it's not going to be as effective. But on the flip side, it's more gentle. Um, regardless, using any sort of device to help enhance cleansing does help it clean better.
1: Yeah, agreed. Next. All right, next question. Um, yeah, I like this question uh, by at KTteam. T T T T. At Katie. Oh, uh huh. Oh, sorry. I don't know how to read. At Katie Ten. Yikes. Sorry, guys. Oh my god. All right. Very simple. Cleanser
0: wipes. Yeah. Um. So congratulations on you, baby. She's asking this question because when you're really tired and you just want to pass out, cleansing wipes are great, and we recommend it for people. Kind of on the go let's say you're trying to squeeze in a gym session uh, after lunch or a lifestyle um lifestyle plays a part mm-hmm. and you use nothing else i think honestly it's great um i don't i i would be worried a little bit if you use just that in the long Every run day. um because yeah. at the end of the day you're leaving some surfactant on your skin mm-hmm. and even a gentlest surfactant um shouldn't be on your skin consistently long term yep so great for those days that you just really don't want to do anything else but still yeah. try to um, rinse off or wipe down with a with a toner after
1: yep agreed i feel like also um for gym moments mm-hmm. really important also um for people who let's say deal with acne or have really oily skin types and they want to reapply sunscreen boy the thought of putting another dose of sunscreen on your face is pretty gross mm. um so if you have a makeup wipe, a cleansing wipe on you, that may be a nice way to keep it fresh and breezy. So, yeah.
0: Yep. Um, I love this chunk of question all related <laughs> to the same topic. Um, Daria Polson asks, does it make sense for a cleanser to have active ingredients such as cell acid that you then wash off? This was mm-hmm. also asked by a lot of people. Um, some people ask about other active ingredients and anti-aging claims. And so, first of all, uh, generally our stance is, Boo! Anti-aging claims, boo! <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh.
1: There's just not enough time. You don't know, give the actors a chance to even get into your skin. Come on, guys.
0: Yep. <laughs> we compared it to washing or flushing dollar bills down the toilet. Mm-hmm. If that's your ho- that's your hobby, then by all means, <laughs> get a forty five dollar anti aging cleanser with specks of gold. <laughs> yeah. I think the Lamer cleanser is like seventy five dollars. And yeah. It's a soap based cleanser. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> not well, triggered at all, guys. Nope. Not not even a little bit.
0: But a notable exception. Is BHA
1: yeah so um, probably for all of us acne types that's when we're like but wait a second all of my cleansers do um, they use sal acid or benzoyl peroxide and that's when it can be helpful because a lot of times with acne routines um, you do require a cocktail of ingredients and you just can't layer that many uh, Mm -hmm. into one routine and actually using a sal acid um, cleanser can be helpful as a more gentle way of getting that exfoliation and increasing that cell tor- turnover, especially at the pore level, um, without causing too much irritation and dryness. Um, yeah, for the rest.
0: Yeah, so then question, uh, uh, two follow-up questions around that is, are cleansers with exfoliants good enough to actually replace your BHA or AHA mm. treatment? And then a secondary question of that is, if I'm using a BH, uh, BHA cleanser, can I still use chemical exfoliants?
1: yeah um so to the first question i would say no um Mm -hmm. the reason why we say for acne is because again it's in a cocktail of actives and layers um but in terms of actually replacing it there's to be fair there's no data that suggests that it's not as good but if you look at the data for ahas and its effectiveness all of it is with diligence topically overnight application Mm -hmm. and not in cleanser format
0: yeah i would say aha is especially lousy Mm -hmm. and um i will use our own blank slate as an example we have lactic acid in it and we never call out having aha in the cleanser because it's honestly there to help adjust and stabilize the ph Mm -hmm. um it's in there at a very small amount um so we never call it out uh i think i've seen cleansers where they use lactic or glycolic and have it in a similar spot as blank slate and say it's an aha exfoliating cleanser (laughs) yeah so more than likely no yeah um second question can you use a bha cleanser and still use toners and treatment
1: yeah sure um there's no reason that you can't um again just uh you want to listen to your skin upon introduction how is skin responding Make sure you're not getting too crazy with the exfoliation. um, But otherwise, yeah, sometimes can be very helpful to have a blend.
0: Yeah. uh, And from just like a product landscape perspective, I think uh, it's more helpful to use uh, if your skin needs extra exfoliation. You can definitely use a BHA, a cell acid cleanser with an AHA treatment. I find AHA cleansers to be pretty garbage. Um, and generally speaking. <laughs> but that's
1: because Gloria's is like, call glycolic queen. So hell knows if she's
0: going to use an AHA Generally cleanser. speaking. <laughs> um, for BHA, you can still use a cell acid treatment. But I think we talked about this. I think BHA's uh, cell acid is really easy to overdo. So you just want to make sure that yep. you're not actually using... cell acid wash off uh, a cell acid gel on top of that maybe a moisturizer that contains cell acid that might be too much yeah
1: this actually leads to question three which by far is my favorite question of this entire cleanser series i have oily skin and cell acid doesn't work for me but it's in everything advice yeah I, i i just think that's uh it's so true and it's a very it's actually not that uncommon to find um you don't have to have cell acid in your cleanser. You actually don't even have to uh, use a cleanser that's geared towards oily skin. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest like misunderstanding in cleanser is that I need a certain cleanser. Um, sometimes with branding, they're like, oh, gel cleansers are only for oily skin types. That's not true at all. And just definitely doesn't, you shouldn't shop like that.
0: Actually, this is a great segue into this other question by Haley Sumler. She asked is there a correct or incorrect cleanser type per mm. skin type? For example, uh, dry skin cannot use foam cleansers. Ah, so kind of going yeah, off what Victoria yeah, said, yeah. format doesn't equate to... I- I- we get it. For a marketing site, it's really hard to um, teach people about, oh, we use this surfactant system. Or even how to choose <clears throat> which cleanser. Yep. Yeah. So when you Google, people will say, hey, foam cleansers stripping, gel cleansers are gentle. That's not... That's the format of the cleanser has nothing to do with how harsh or gentle it is sure there's some general correlations but um this is where you might want to get a little comfortable with decoding the ingredient list know what surfactants work for you uh, and look for support ingredients like maybe lightweight oils maybe glycerin if you're dry and yeah
1: great um also i just want to say um especially in asia they actually like like foam actuator cleansers. And I find those to be most surprising Mm -hmm. um, because those actually have a bit of an oil component to it that makes that wash off awesome. And this is where like that truly would not apply to a dry skin type and you'd be missing out on. And it's also like a nice lathering situation. We got some people who are like foam connoisseurs who are like i need mine to foam a certain way in a luxurious ladder with tiny bubbles and that's for you guys (laughs)
0: by the way i have to say my personal pet peeve is there was a wave um i have dry skin and there was a trend for a while that cleansers as possession for dry skin people don't like are non-foaming and they just feel so gross to me. It just yep. feels like slippery and a little jizzy. Jizzy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just just sorry. Like, ah. Cetaphil. <laughs> yeah, just Mm-mm. Yeah, no, totally understand. Um, I actually have to ask Lori this, and I'm going to I'm gonna to try to keep this brief, but fragrance and cleansers
0: i love it (laughs) yeah so
1: this is where i'm like there's um a lot of people who fear fragrance and i agree probably back then when um fragrance wasn't everything um they realized hey people love the scent and maybe probably the um dosing wasn't quite right um but uh in terms of for normal skin types should you fear fragrance you shouldn't and um it can be like us we actually really appreciate a good smelling cleanser
0: yeah for sure so um for us it was uh, it was mildly sad that we couldn't have a uh, fragrance or That's we uh, for our blank sleigh um because we do want to make it for everyone even for people who can't uh, tolerate fragrance um but Luckily, it doesn't smell like crap. Sometimes, like, you make a product and it's yeah. fantastic when it smells like fermented feet or something. We created that. Yeah.
1: You think she just, make that that up. just popped nope. into her head? Yeah, oh, we did not watch that. it. still memorable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, other than that, what else we got?
0: Uh, I think I have one chunk of question I really wanted to answer, which is do, 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 do. ah, is double cleansing necessary? Mm. We got this question probably from eight different people.
1: I don't think so. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> cleansing, like everything else, we and our favorite commandment from security coded is that consistency is key and there's nothing wrong with simplistic Mm. um so whatever will help you clean and clean thoroughly every day whether it's one single uh simple gel cleanser that's me or double cleansing that's me um just do what makes you that fits your lifestyle um when you use a oil cleanser or a balm cleanser i always think like it it, the better formulated products aren't supposed to leave a residue it's not supposed to require double cleansing um you're gonna run into those that i have seen ILs where i'm squinting like where is this and it's just an oil so it's not gonna wash off and that's why you need to double cleanse but that's not how it's supposed to be that's not a good oil cleanser
1: yeah and um going back to the format question um even for me i found oily uh oil-based cleansers to be helpful um you really i think the other reason why talking about cleansers is so hard is because it really depends on your use experience Mm -hmm. there are some people that will use an oil cleanser and find that it's residue while for others it doesn't and that's just the nature of cleansers it's truly probably the most personal Mm -hmm. categories of all the skincare categories so um I really don't feel like you should feel limited by the type of product mm-hmm. um, it could be a fun way to explore um, for example I do much better with oil cleansers than balm cleansers because like Gloria mentioned yeah. formulation yep. in balm cleansers isn't always great There's and that, that wax <laughs> on average is quite waxy and boy do I not like feeling like that after I just cleanse my face.
0: And I don't really mind that yeah. nearly as much and yeah. I travel better with I have one too many oil cleanser yeah. uh, explosions in my suitcase. Yeah
1: I also wanted to mention powder cleansers. Um, oh yeah. Great way to really do like to get some mechanical exfoliation. Um It is it can get quite messy um, but it's got nice lather. Um, a lot of times it's I wouldn't fear it. Um, It's got some great, they usually use some great ingredients. So, you know, there's no worries
0: about that format as well. Yeah. All right. Which brings us to the last question we're going to answer, which is apricot scrubs. Oh, yeah. Is it bad for you? Is it tearing up your face? Uh, It is tearing up your face. (laughs) Come on, man. What year is it? (laughs) Yeah. While it's probably not as scary as some people make it Mm -hmm. sound, um, Physical exfoliant for me is uh it is it's a hard topic. There it's just a category that doesn't have a lot of science. Mm. Um, but generally speaking, if it feels like concrete, it's bad for you.
1: <laughs> if it feels like you're rubbing sandpaper on your face and your skin feels like it wants to scream, maybe you don't do it.
0: Think how fine your skin cells are. Mm-hmm. And then think about like knife sharpening, you know how you need like, <laughs> Going into the finer grain size you are not sharpening a knife Mm -hmm. so you know just think how fine that grit has to be for it to be a nice exfoliation experience
1: for your face (laughs) and this is also anecdotal but um gordon and i have both went to a korean spa and experienced the body scrub um we actually went at the same time but we're so afraid of being naked together that we like offsetted our schedule. Um, that does feel like you're getting sandpapered and you see the eraser dust coming off your skin.
0: I just remember it's like I never felt more like a fish being processed. <laughs> it was on like a stainless steel table yeah. and they like plop your naked body on the table and, and you're wet. Yeah. Let's remember
1: you're wet. And so that way they can maneuver your arms easier and
0: you can feel yourself sliding on the table. <laughs> and I remember I was like holding my tail like oh I'm trying to be modest and these come in ladies like, they don't give a flip so they're like <laughs> pull my tail I'm like ah and they're like scratch 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 <laughs> scratch
1: that was that was uh, an experience that was great and by the way those people have beautiful skin so yes. <laughs> you know while we harp on trying not to you know scratch the shit out of your stratum cornea you know um we also have to say hey it works for some so you know do we know
0: what do we know, <laughs> <laughs> well, do we know? <laughs> uh, anyway i think that's uh wrap up the meat, we wrap up the meat? Okay. yeah so woo! before we jump into our animal corner we yes. have a mini 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 new segment and yes hopefully it's consistent we um, weren't consistent last. Time, we weren't sorry. consistent so let's try to make it a thing mm-hmm. um it's time for our claims corner Ooh. so in this segment we're gonna pull um funny claims that we see or just like interesting Lines that we've read from doing Barker research, we're like that made us go. Erp. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the segment's about. Yeah,
1: and today Gloria found a really good one.
0: So Exuvians has a sunscreen, and in the use instruction, it says, A-ah-em. "With first use or after a period of non-use, shake vigorously for at least one minute <laughs> to achieve uniform consistency." <laughs> so the whole thing I was thinking, of, I was just like. One <laughs> <laughs> minute mm. mm. mm.
1: <laughs> is a really long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't even want to wash your face for a minute.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Urp>. <laughs> So anyway, that's our erp claim. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, definitely strikes some level of concern. Um, <laughs> we do understand there's like the LRP shaka fluid with the bean inside. Yeah. So that's, um, it's not uncommon to shake formulas, but damn. <laughs> i guess they want us to work out <laughs> that's like the shake weight shake weight of sunscreen anyway oh that's a great idea
0: mm.
1: tape a shake weight to a sunscreen bottle <laughs> you're welcome it's a two-in-one yeah.
0: activity two-in-one you thought you would never heard of <laughs> anyway all right cool and they wonder why we weren't invited to marketing
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay also just to remind you guys we do this really Not only to kind of, like, poke fun at marketing, but also to kind of celebrate how, like, difficult it is for marketing to kind of um, do these claims properly. And also, instruction-wise, how they kind of have to stupid-proof the instructions to make sure that, hey, sunscreen is no joke, so for assurance, let's be sure to shake really well.
0: I (laughs) I mean, really well. (laughs) Just imagine these poor, like, intern chemists in the labs, like, Okay, you shake for 30 seconds, <laughs> you shake for 45, you shake for no, a minute, no, no, right? Three no. seconds! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got tired! <laughs> Not vigorous enough! <laughs> You're out! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ERP claim! That's actually really. Maybe
1: we should do a clip of us shaking it for a minute. <laughs> oh my
0: god. <clears throat> anyway, right. uh, we actually have two ERP claims. Um, oh! This one isn't double. ERPity ERP, but it's more going back to our sentiment about yeah. fragrance and why fragrance has a place is so pharmacy has a new product mm. called feeling good um mm. and it's a great name for like a plumping serum that's the one with the hyaluronic acid yeah, yeah. with a the different they call it 360 or like uh whatever full spectrum hyaluronic acid and that made like me go CBD? <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> that was my earth moment but that just means it's a blend of different molecular weights guys <laughs> it's full spectrum <structure>, <laughs> sorry my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes glitter glam Let's go.
0: <laughs> um, yes. But um the thing with this product is it has some pretty decent reviews, but the theme here is apparently it smells like garbage. Oh, and no. we literally read this review that says just okay. Yes, the smell is deplorable, but I just hold my breath and get past it.
1: Oh, oh. man. Yeah. Man, the things people do to really Elevate their skincare.
0: That's So we feel pharmacies pain. I mean, they're positioning, like ours, like we also don't use fragrance in our product mm-hmm. line, but we totally understand, like, from a chemist's perspective, sometimes a good um, fragrance can do it. And, and in our own story, it's Baby Steps. Yeah. Baby Steps is our gentle exfoli- uh, exfoliator that use lactic acid and um, gluconolactone. Gluconolactone itself doesn't smell like much. Lactic acid has this do you Acetic, like the smell of yogurt? Fermented. Does it make you think of faraway lands and pasteurized fields? <laughs> Aged pasteurized field. Yeah. So, uh, honest to be honest, baby steps is not has a has a signature smell. I wouldn't say it's deplorable, but it's signature. Yeah, but there was no way in hell we were
1: gonna fragrance it because that was actually geared towards gentle skin types. So we did get a few um, reviews. Actually, not even reviews when we actually tested it um in our product incubator we did get some reviews on the scent um but we just stuck with it because yeah
0: yeah at one point we we scoped out this um flower uh flower Mm. water like these like (laughs) decan flowers some some of these waters have a scent we're like oh maybe we'll mellow it out it enhanced the smell of lactic acid it was so bad so it was sweet smelling (laughs) yeah so
1: think of sweet Fermented Sprite. It's Uh-oh. like the last thing you would want to smell on your face or would want to go to bed smelling like so. Yeah,
0: so F it. So, anyway, that's the clean corner. Ooh. Oh, okay, it's finally time. It time. Yes! It's time, it's time to break. break, break, break it up, break, 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 break it up, break, break, break up. Party out, party out. Woo. Pew, pew. Finger Oh, <laughs> 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 well, we're in good mood today. Uh-uh. All right, today, it's my turn. So, Victoria, today we're talking about the California condor. Hell yeah! Uh, For those of you who don't know, California condor is uh, the biggest bird you can find in North America. It's a giant vulture, um, Mm. and it is, well, I already said that, it's the largest bird in North America. (laughs) Its wingspan in adults can reach up to 9 feet. Uh, For context, Kevin Durant's wingspan is only 7.5 feet. Damn. So Katie lost out. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Get the California condor to the NBA, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, they are big birds that supposedly can live up to sixty years. Okay. I said supposedly because nowadays most uh California condors out there are very young because um in the eighties they were down to only 20-some-odd California condors. Yeah, so they, uh, the conser- conservation groups work really hard to bring it back. So nowadays, between captivity and condors in the wild, there's about 500 condors. So they really made a mm. really, really um, good process. Oh, uplifting good news. Yep. So it's slowly making a comeback, but of course, it's at some, like, 200 in the wild. It's definitely still struggling. And if you happen to be on the West Coast and you see one, count yourself super lucky because they're super rare but this leads to why i brought up the california condor because recently i noticed this headline that made me laugh (laughs) so this story goes california condors are very rare but about 10 percent of them are trashing this woman's house (gasps) quote this is pretty amazing but also the worst (laughs) endangered condors descend on california home there are only about 200 California condors in the wild, and a tenth of them are having nonstop party at Cinda Mickle's house. Oh no, Cinda Mickle! <laughs> we don't know where all these come from, but around 20 of them just decided to show up. It really seemed to take a shining on my mom's oh house. No. They were knocking over plants along ornaments, leaving claw marks on the deck and defecating over the roof. Oh uh, this person says that her mom is an animal lover who usually enjoy watching condors fly overhead and she would never do anything to harm them. The Fish and Wildlife Service suggested the family try something annoying but ultimately harmless, such as uh, spraying them with water. So far, it hasn't worked. About once a day, she has to hose the condor off a roof, but they come back the next day. Oh my god. She says she's also spraying the roof in an ill-fated effort to clear with the bird droppings, which have blanketed her home in a oh powerful stench. No. Uh, it's basically like cement. I have to get someone to come power wash it and scrub it off. But we're just kind of waiting to see if they leave because she doesn't want to have to clean it and have to do uh, have to make the same mess the next week. So we're kind of on a watching a waiting pattern oh right my now. God. <laughs> Wait a second, <laughs> let me
1: get this straight. They're the equivalent of teenagers. Yes, you mofo's. We raised you, and now you're shitting on this literal nice lady's
0: house. <laughs> get off my lawn, yo! I think not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I thought. It was hilarious is that in norcal socal that's in socal that's uh, about i think they live about an hour and a half outside of la so yeah so it's like oh what a nice and they're big they're really big i'd be terrified yeah they sure they don't eat live animals so your pets are probably safe. but i mean yeah they what is
1: their diet actually
0: they they're um they're I want to use the word flesh eaters because that's flesh f- <laughs> That's a term used in my video game. Carnivore. Yeah. No, no, they're... Um, Omnivores? No, they eat dead animals. Oh! Like, carry-on feeders. Yeah, carry-on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but anyway, the California condor.
1: Damn, so they can't even help her, like rid the house of rats and vermin so
0: no they don't <laughs> only dead and only if the rest are already dead so i just feel like i this sto- this whole story made me laugh and i feel like the fish and wildlife service a comment it made me laugh even harder because i just picture someone like uh, have you tried water <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't work have you tried clapping at the <laughs> you know what this is where you need that
1: the YouTube guy that does the squirrel feeders, you know, come in and build
0: a contraption. Yes. So Mark Robles, yeah. if you listen to us, I doubt you do. But someone sent his way. You need to build something to condor-proof or make a condor playground of some sort.
1: I'm trying to think what I would want to do to the house. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, what do you do if a pack of them show up and just like, like, hey, man, this is like my yard now. <laughs> <laughs> glitter bomb them <laughs> <laughs> that's what i've been taught on youtube yes. awesome so anyway or that's, not awesome yeah it's kind of the best but also the worst oh, okay
1: <laughs> so today i learned that california condors are assholes They're. but they
0: need saving yes <laughs> assholes that <laughs> need saving all right all right cool. that's Yay! It.
1: Woo! animal fun fat corner all right Last but not least, Q&A.
0: Yeah, we're gonna keep this one short because this whole oh, episode yeah. is basically a Q&A. <laughs> uh, um, so first question is, hi, I'm trying to solve a question. Can niacinamide and AHA or BHA be used together in the same product? I thought no, because the pH is quite different and would be hard to formulate. But I see products with the combo, so I'm confused. Yo. <laughs> uh, so generally speaking, there's like two different concepts here. Once at what pH is the ingredient effective at, at, and at what pH is the ingredient stable at? Mm-hmm. Um, so for um, for AHAs, the lower the pH, the better. Yeah, they're generally speaking very stable molecules, mm-hmm. so you don't have to worry about um, at what, p- what pH a product has to be for it to be stable. Niacinamide, there are some people that think low pH degrades niacinamide, mm. that's not. Uh, that's not really relevant for cosmetics um, products because it's not going to be at a really dramatic Abhorrent temperature. pH, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, so, th- so we're talking about two very very stable compounds here. Um, so then it go- comes down to does niacinamide work at a lower pH? Um, that's not that's not really an issue. No nor is this super well studied yeah um it's just this vanilla guy that hangs around all products and seems to help everyone <laughs> yeah
1: and the other thing too is um you know sometimes you hear about niacinamide instability with molecules like vitamin c asorbic acid and that's where we're like yeah we don't really like the combo together in formula um long term just because yeah um it's through a long-term period that you see that sort of um degradation happen with niacinamide so that's why i just and because ascorbic acid needs to be in a low ph that's kind of the combo that we're generally a lot more like iffy about in terms of seeing both ingredients in the same formula but if you're layering generally okay we're not too worried because it's very temporary yep
0: yeah Ooh, so um i i, I decide to end on this next question because yeah. i th- it really made my day um. So, from our long-time friend at MME Cruz says, "Love you two ladies. Uh, I have a recommendation. You always say in your podcast, you know where to find us, <laughs> but I don't. Other than the Instagram DM, where can we find you? Oh my God! What's so the sorry way to reach you. <laughs> We're like, holy shit, she has such a good voice Yeah.
1: Oh. So you know where to find yeah. us.
0: You can visit us on our website at www.chemistconfessions.com
1: You can DM us through our website you can email us um no there's no phone number to call us but yeah we generally we, generally we answer through there and also even through our Facebook group um we'll get questions through there so hopefully that gives you three ways to get in contact with a chemist link here here,
0: here. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that it's like it's like there was okay we have a lot of episodes where we're like, hey guys, we're back. And then we completely leave the intro. Yeah. And people are like, who are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we should also mention, even for YouTube, if you have a question, we'll respond down on the comments. Um, but before, I know this is kind of wrapping up, but mm. I feel like we have to, since we talked about cleansers, Goria, what is your cleansing routine right now for summer?
0: Wow. Well, um, <laughs> so during summer, um i just use a simple I, I usually double cleanse when i wear makeup so right now i'm testing bomb cleansers but because it's summer i'm starting to be like yeah even i'm starting to feel mm. meh about that waxy residue yeah. um so just an oil cleanser and i'm currently using blank slay we were i wasn't testing other people's product rotation right now i'm just i feel like during summer because i'm still really um trying to incorporate retinol and keeping it in in my routine long term i just don't want to try too many products yeah so that's that um i am i i don't know why this is a personal pet peeve that i really like physical exfoliants during summer
1: Mm -hmm. like
0: On top of that, so chemical exfoliants to me is, like, more effective Mm long-term, and it really is. But during summer, I just feel like I just love that, like, that scrubby feeling. You just feel more gross in general. It just feels like there's more crap on your face. So also playing around with a few different physical exfoliants.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Yeah, I – for me, it's generally, like, I do need a more – I do need more cleansing power. um, Just with the layers of sunscreen, my skin's a lot more congested. Mm -hmm. As you can see on my forehead, I – you know more acne kind of frustrating um also i'm sweaty so i actually use um a, a really nice silicone brush um mm-hmm. with my cleanser at the moment um i also really appreciate clay masks at this time because um i am just that much oilier which is
0: unfortunate oh, i want to add something else so uh, i usually am a big fan of e- either using like the cone jack sponge or oh, a yeah. uh, uh, mechanical like just Mm -hmm. a cleansing brush i have recently given those up because um my fiance got a fig tree and thick trees attract little flies and nothing makes me throw out a sponge and a cleansing brush faster than seeing three flies sitting on
1: it. Ah, oh, on the contract sponge?
0: Yeah, and I was like, goodbye. Mm. <laughs> You're probably trying to lay eggs in there. Goodbye. Oh my, oh my God. So therefore, I am currently no longer using a brush. <laughs> oh man. All right, yeah. On that very uplifting I note, I guess it's time to go. <laughs> you know where to find <laughs> it. Now you do. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: next episode uh, i think sunscreens part two mm-hmm. it's overdue um, because this one is actually the complex sunscreens topic we're talking about all the complicated kind of like Call news pieces trippers. that have really arise. i'm sure you're thinking of benzene coral reefs uh we're thinking about spf factors um and then also kind of the issues with you know um, shopping for things like mineral sunscreen. So look for that next time. Um, otherwise thank you much. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you much. (laughs) Thank you so much for watching. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. Bye.